Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, fitness for real people, with your host, Gabrielle Mazar. Gabrielle Mazar. On this week's show, Gabrielle interviews Jake Shoemate, creator of Joy Bus Journeys. Jay created an online show where he cruises in his 73 VW Joy Bus to go on amazing adventures, visit healthy restaurants, and explore local farms. He set out to inspire people to eat delicious, healthy food that is good for them and the planet. And now here's your host, personal trainer and stretch therapist, Gabrielle Mazar. Gabrielle Mazar. Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People. I'm your host, Gabby Mazar. And on today's episode, I have Jake Shoemate of Joy Bus Journeys. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Gabby. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, you were a firefighter and a paramedic and um, kind of had a little health journey of your own. So tell me a little bit about your he own health and wellness and what kind of led you to Joy Bus Journeys. Yeah, so I still am a firefighter paramedic. I'm just off duty right now, which is nice. Um, and so I've been doing that for almost 20 years. And about, I don't know, it was maybe 12 years ago, I got to a spot where I was like 40 pounds, 50 pounds heavier than I am right now. And I had just lost like all of my mojo where I felt like you know, I was uh, in my youth, my younger days, I was a rock climbing guide. And so fitness and wellness and being active was such a big part of my life. And then just through some kind of um, things in the fire service, but then some also some things just in my life came up and I put on a bunch of weight and got really depressed and just kind of lost all of the joy that I had in my life for the outdoors and eating good food and all of that. So kind of in my, in my teens, I got real sick actually. And it got like the opposite of what I was, you know, 15 years ago, I was heavy. I was really, really skinny. And I had some uh, intestinal issues. I'd like Giardia and that's a, like a waterborne bacteria that you can get from swimming in lakes and rivers and stuff like that aren't, that aren't super clean. And a friend of mine had introduced me to this guy who was a naturopath and I thought it was kind of weird. Like I hadn't really experienced natural medicine before. And I thought I was going to go in and there's be like shrunken heads on the wall or something like that. And uh, I got there. It was a super normal guy, just this guy from Texas. And, you know, and he, he did some things for me that were unexplainable other than uh, it was true where he asked me some questions and found out some things that no a doctor had ever asked me about my my health or my wellness and that like really changed the trajectory of my life but then i kind of wandered away from that and um like i said i had those issues where i gained a bunch of weight and just lost a lot of that that mojo that i that i needed that wellness that i needed and so i went back to him and saw him and asked him about like what could i do and he he really start, he helped me with a lot of things, but one of the things that he said to me is he goes, I want you to try to stop eating gluten. And I was like, well, what's gluten? And so he's like, it's what's in bread. Um, and we got into a little bit about like why bread's worse now than it was when we were kids. And I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. I got, you know, I've, I've lost so much of what I wanted. And that began this process of just seeing like, wow, uh, my life really began to change. The weight came off. I had a lot less back pain. Uh, my energy came back. 
it's just, and as what, as we know that wheat has a tendency to create this inflammatory response on us. And it was just, my body was inflamed all the time. And so getting off of that kind of major inflammatory piece for me just started me down this journey of like, well, wait a minute, there, maybe there are uh, other ways of doing things. And I began observing in my job as a firefighter paramedic, you know, we get to go into people's homes uh, unabated. Nobody else can go into somebody's home like we can. And so I started seeing patients that were what in an age bracket that I thought they should have been healthy. And I kind of got like, you know, like a little snoopy and kind of snooped around a little bit, not like in an inappropriate way, but like, you know, people put their medications in their kitchen and I go in the kitchen and I would kind of look and see like, well, what's, what, what does it look, what does their lifestyle look like? And I started to see that there were some factors that were just across the board. And it was like all about what people consumed and it was what they consumed, what they ate and what they watched. And I could almost diagnose you. Like if you sat around and watched the news all day, and you never got outside and then you ate only processed crap, you know, meat out of a can or Doritos or whatever it is that you were going to be unhealthy. And it was, I was a hundred for a hundred, you know, it was. And so joy bus journeys came out of my own journey that was saying like, uh, I have found that there is amazing, delicious, healthy food out there that people maybe not might not want to try because maybe you're not a vegan. I'm not a vegan, but maybe you're like, I would never you're like, I'm not a vegan. Why would I go to a vegan restaurant? But the truth is, is that there is some delicious, amazing vegan food out there. And so even if you're not a vegan, you should go give it a try. And so we wanted to create something for folks that maybe inspired them to go try healthy, delicious food that was going to make them feel better. And that's kind of where it came out of my own journey. And, uh, and, you know, when you eat better, it actually helps the planet, which is crazy too, that we, you know, when you eat regenerative grown meat or uh, produce or whatever it is better for the planet and it tastes better and the nutritional density is better and all that kind of stuff. So that's where all of it came from me, my own journey, and then trying to inspire people to be like, Hey, you don't have to be my patient anymore. If maybe if you changed a few things, so eat a little better and stop eating processed junk, <laughs> take a little, <laughs> take some of this stuff out of your diet. I think people don't necessarily look at what they're putting into their body. <clears throat> I think, uh, I've, had a lot of clients in, in my experience and you don't necessarily look at the ingredients in certain things and look at what is in something. And if you don't know what it is, chances are you probably shouldn't be eating it. Right? That's a very, very easy, easy <laughs> way to do it. I think we've all become very, very trusting of, of we buy it at the grocery store. It's gotta be good for me. And I'm like, there's so much crap that I think I'd be like, this isn't even food. Yeah. This isn't who, de who decided that this was edible. And, uh, and so, and people don't want to take the time to think about it. They might not want to change. And so it is, it's, it's, it's difficult, but it's one of those things where it's almost like the first domino that you knock it over and you think, I'm going to just start looking at what I'm eating and then think about maybe changing a little bit. And then you start feeling better. And then next thing you know, you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm all looking at everything that I eat. I'm trying to figure it out. And then, you know, you can go a little overboard with that too, but you know, it's, but it does make it, make you feel better and, but it takes some work. Yeah. Uh, you know, eating real food is probably the simplest of things coming down to a single ingredient, you know, carrots, celery, 
onions, whatever the food is, beef, whatever you're eating is just a single ingredient. If you're, if you're like Chef Boyardee ravioli, I mean, what is even in that? I, I, I don't have know. no idea. I it's, even it's, <laughs> it's mostly crap. And it's scary too when you, uh, what did we leave out? We left out something sometime and I was like, you know, it had been out for like three months. I'm like, it doesn't look any different. It should go bad. Mold should grow on this. And there wasn't, like it, you a, know, a Twinkies, Twinkies. Yeah. Or something or... like that. You know, that's the, that's the joke that you could leave a Twinkie out and, you know, Armageddon <laughs> could come and it would look the same, but it's, yeah, it's so much stuff out there is just not good for you. But we also have this kind of predisposition to think that healthy food doesn't taste good and that's where the show really comes in that would show folks that like you know we went to this place in Encinitas California that's called Nectarine Grove and it's all gluten-free like literally 100% of what they make is gluten-free but you can go get uh, chicken and waffles and it's gluten-free and the ingredients are all sourced really well meaning like yeah, the easiest thing is eat simple ingredients. But sometimes you're like, I want to eat something good. But you go look at what's in the waffles and what's in it's they use uh, plantains to coat the chicken. They use uh, pasture raised chicken and they use different oil. And you're like, you know, they took all the guesswork out of it. And it's it's so good. <laughs> it's like so that's that's the idea is that maybe we can help folks find places like that and maybe they go give it a try even if they're not gluten-free to say how do we how do we go find something delicious like that yeah well you know back in the 50s you know, 40s 50s 60s diet food what they did was take everything out of it and add sugar so yep. sugar and salt um and that's what made it taste good or not good, but not bad, right? You know, you yeah. have your no fat, you have your whatever it is, low fat, no fat, no flavor diet food. And yeah. that's kind of where our concept of eating healthy comes from. Uh, but we've kind of lost our idea of what eating healthy is or what eating good food is, because we didn't used to eat, people didn't used to eat like that. We used to eat a hundred years ago, you cooked whatever you had on your, on your land. You had a, a cow and you had your farm and whatever you had right there is what you made. And it was delicious food. And I think we're kind of getting back to that too. Um, farming people do having their own urban farms. I mean, I have six raised bed gardens here in my own backyard, awesome. my little, my little house here. And we have our own strawberries right now and celery and lettuces. And I have a tropical food forest growing mm. back here with peaches and citrus and mangoes and mulberries and all kinds of stuff that we grow just to have fresh foods. And the difference in having your own fresh food and getting stuff at the store is not even comparable it's the the difference in what is grown organically and grown homegrown is like eating a piece of cardboard and eating something that's bursting with flavor so i, I know well, that you, you yeah you, i mean it's and what people re don't recognize too is that it's so hard with food because it all looks the same so like let's talk about an egg for example we filmed an episode out at uh a, a a place that raises chickens called happy hens 
number one rated egg in the United States through the Cornucopia Institute. And they base it on, uh, you know, how much space they have outside and all of those things. And so what they eat. But what, what you'll see is when you go to the grocery store is that every package has a picture of a farm on it. And they'll talk about, oh, they're cage-free eggs or they're organic eggs, which basically means nothing. Well, in California, fair, all chickens are cage-free. They're raised in coops, but go on. Well, <laughs> meaning it, like in the state of California, there is no, it's illegal to raise chickens in cages. And meaning, meaning they're in these cages that they're stacked on top of each other. So when you have a cage-free, what that means is they're basically in a big giant warehouse, but they're still like they have no room to, to walk. Right, right. And even if they are free range, that just means there's a small door on the side of it that they can wander out, but none of them ever actually do because they can't ever get anywhere close to it. But what folks don't know is that then they go to the grocery store and they see this package of eggs and it says free range organic eggs. And they think, oh, that's awesome. I will pay $2 more for that. But there's really the only difference is, is that they were given organic feed. They're not living their life out there as a chicken. We filmed at a place called Primal Pastures and Farmer Rob was like expressing their chickenness. This is this thing. It was really funny. It's like, you know, chickens aren't able to express their chickenness. And so that's true that they aren't able to express their chickenness. So when you go to a place like Happy Hens or, or Primal primal pastures what you're seeing are these chickens that are literally wandering around they're pecking they're scratching they're eating bugs the food that they're getting to supplement that um, is all very specific non-gmo no corn no soy uh, and so it's the hard part is, is that folks don't know that. And so you have to become educated, unfortunately, in the United States about where your food comes from. And you have to almost be able to decipher what all these words mean, because 80% of them are baloney. And then to find this, this egg that looks the same on the outside. But when you do a side-by-side -side comparison, one is it, it's a heck of a lot better tasting, that's for sure. And then and the, the color other is very different on the inside. This is true. Um, and then the yolk sticks up about this tall instead of being flat. Not, the eggs are not all uniform. They're different sizes. Um, and then based on the seasons, the egg, the yolk actually changes color. And so, and it's the, the nutrient density is significantly higher in those pasture raised eggs, but you would never know that if you just were at the grocery store because you, you, you just feel good. You're like, oh, there's a farm on it. And it says these are organic, so I should buy these. But it's it's kind of lame. It's, you know, that that's marketing scamming is really what it comes down to. So that's why, you know, we wanted to create a, a show where we were like, this is what it's supposed to look like versus, you know, what it does look like. And so go support these local farmers or grow them in your backyard. Have some chickens in your backyard or, or raise the produce too, because the produce is the same way that the peaches in your backyard that if you let <laughs> and you let yeah tiny they're very tiny <laughs> but the nutrient density on those is going to be significantly higher because they are going to mature on the tree and then you pick it and you eat it versus the guy that's in chile or in central california or whatever that says i got to get all these to market so i got to pick them two weeks ahead of time mm -hmm. so i can get on the truck so they can drive to arizona or southern california or get on a boat and then when they get to the grocery store they're just beginning to ripen but the problem is is you've lost all those weeks of ripening on the tree which is kind of the biggest time where they get the sweetest 
the the vitamin content goes up, the nutrient density goes up and all that, but we lose it. But people don't know because maybe their whole life they bought a peach at the grocery store and they're like, well, this is just what a peach tastes. And then they come over to your house and you say, you want to have one of my peaches? And they go, okay. And they go, boo. They're like, it's tiny. It's not huge. And it's weird and craggly looking, but this tastes so much better. So yeah, yeah, it's great. So what you did with Joy Bus Journeys, you bought a VW bus, a 73 VW bus. So explain kind of what your thought process was and and what you did with that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, who doesn't love a Volkswagen bus? And that's the thing is everybody's got a story about them. They, They make people smile. They make me smile. And it's kind of one of those things that ever since I was a kid, I loved Volkswagens. I actually blame my mother for that. I think when I was in utero, she drove a little Volkswagen bug. So I think hearing the hum of the motor makes me happy or something. Uh, but yeah, so all kind of through high school and in my 20s, I just wanted a Volkswagen bus. And a friend of mine, I think in probably 2015 or so, he bought a Volkswagen bus and he just gave me the courage to say, I can do this too. Like if you can buy one, I can buy one kind of a thing. And I don't know, I pestered my wife until she gave in or something. And, uh, and I found this 1973 Volkswagen bus that was in Montana, really kind of sweet couple. I bought it from was I'm the third owner had 92,000 original miles on it, which is unheard of because weird things happen in Volkswagens, you know, too. they kind of buy these Volkswagens. It's like shag carpet everywhere and everything. So this is like, literally original, like how it came from the factory in 1973. And so just fell in love with her and had it shipped down to California, did some work on it, and then just decided kind of while we were figuring out what we were going to do with the show is I was like, what do I love? And I'm like, well, I love eating delicious food. I love having, uh, telling people's stories because that's a big thing that we do on the show is we tell people's stories. I'm really passionate about being healthy and kind of alternative lifestyle, alternative, you know, medicine per se. And I love my Volkswagen bus. And I was like, how do I put all of these things together? And so the bus is just what gets us there and opens the door for folks. Our, our logo's got a little Volkswagen bus on it. And um, so yeah, it's just fun. It's very disarming. That's, that's part of it too. Cause so much, you know, you're in health and wellness. And, and sometimes when you talk to people about, health and wellness and especially in the midst of this covid craziness is people suddenly they get very defensive or they have the answer or whatever it is and it's like when i roll up in the volkswagen bus like people are like oh that's cool tell me about it you can sleep in here and i remember my grandma had one of these too or my mom and we drove all the way around europe and blah 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 you know it's always something and it's like oh yeah well that's cool and we 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 film this show out of the bus so yeah and people like it Yeah. People like it. It's fun. It doesn't get anywhere fast. It has no air conditioning. It has no power steering. So it's great for my kids too, because it teaches them like, oh yeah, your seat does not have to heat up or cool down. It's just, it is what it is. And you roll down the non-negotiable for me these days. (laughs) 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 Gotta have the air conditioned seats. So (laughs) yes, yes. It does not have that. It actually has seats that make you sweat like crazy because they're the old (laughs) vinyl, like, you know, plastic seats kind of a thing. So (laughs) definitely. So with Joy Bus Journeys, your goal is to kind of educate people, educate people about all kinds of different things like health and wellness and kind of food related. So tell me a little bit about where you've been in the bus, what your episodes kind of talk about, some of your favorite episodes. Just tell me a little bit about your show. 
Yeah, sure. Well, the first thing is it's lighthearted. It's fun. I do silly things. I'm a goofball and we just try to get that on camera. So this is definitely not like it's educational, but it's entertaining and it's very disarming. We really, our goal is to tell the people's stories that are running these restaurants or running these farms because it's, you have to just really be a special person to choose to do your business in this way. So whether you're a conventional farmer or a, a, not a conventional farmer, you're a regenerative farmer or something, it takes so much more work to do that. As you know, like probably just growing strawberries in your backyard, you pick them and they're this big and you're like, oh my gosh, you go to the store, they're this big and you just yeah, savor no, that thing. They're smaller than a quarter. <laughs> yeah, but they're, but they're yours. And yeah. so you understand that it takes a lot of work to, to raise food and we want to tell their stories. And, and so We've been to a couple of great farms. Um, there's a little couple in North San Diego County that has eight acres in the city of Vista. And they they grow everything like you do. They have uh, mangoes and dragon fruit, but apples and berries and greens and all this kind of stuff. And they gave up their retirement to start this regenerative farm. And so they're really fun. Um, and then we go to really neat restaurants because the restaurants too really take somebody special to, to, to not just order from the Cisco truck and it backs up and they take it out. And so there's a place down here. It's a donut shop of all places. Uh, that's called JD flannel donuts. It was California's number one rated donut. People literally drive hours to come get these donuts and, um, they source all of their ingredients from as close as possible. There's a farm less than a half a mile away. So if you go get their pumpkin donut right now, it's from the pumpkins from the farm. And they're so particular about it. Like, you know, if you have kids and you go, they always want a sprinkle donut, right? That's like these sprinkles on it. But the sprinkles that they use are so specific. They're actually dyed with blueberries and beets and things like that. So there's no artificial coloring in there. We had such a fun time filming with those guys and eating a hot donut is awesome. And I know you're like, well, wait a minute, Jake, this, I thought this was a health food show. We got to eat some yummy things too. And the thing is, is that if you're going to eat a donut, you might as well get it from someplace like JD flannel, Absolutely. Uh, John, hey. you know, J John and Dave are the owners are just like some of the best dudes on the planet. So loving. Remember that show cheers. Remember, you know, where everybody knows your name, this is JD flannel donuts. And you just walk in and you're like, gosh, I feel so good being with these guys. And uh, Dave has become a really close friend. I didn't know him before we filmed and he's one of my best buds now. Um, so that, that was a really fun episode. We took those guys from JD flannel donuts and another episode we did at Trevor's at the tracks, which is right in San Juan Capistrano. This is an old train depot from the forties and it's all brick and beautiful and has these arches and they do all California grown produce and wine and everything. Trevor's this just crazy cat that he turned this place that used to be this kind of dumpy Italian food place into this, like one of Orange County's best restaurants. And the chef, Joseph Trippi, just takes things that you're like, how do you take this and this and you make it insane? The, the world's best Brussels sprouts. Like I didn't like Brussels sprouts until Trevor's and they, I don't, they're like, they sprinkle magic fairy dust on there because you just eat it and you just are like, go ahead and bring me another one of those. So we did an episode where we actually took the guys from JD flannel donuts and then Trevor's at the tracks and we went 
we went out to this campsite and we uh, we brought the chefs and that was very difficult, by the way, cooking for two like world renowned chefs was really nerve wracking, but they liked my food, which was nice. And we just hung around the campfire afterwards and stuff. So that was what did you so, make? So one of the chefs is a uh, was a vegan. And so I made these uh, vegan tacos where we use jackfruit. Um, some we call hard to cook with. Oh my gosh. It's kind of, it's kind of sour. So you got to be real careful with it, but like Trader Joe's has an awesome can of jackfruit that you can get. And if you just, you drain it and then it kind of gets stringy, almost like, um, like pulled pork is. Mm -hmm. And then we call them bongo beans or garbanzo beans. They're super high on protein. They kind of take on just about every flavor. And then some sweet potatoes, I chopped them up real small. We actually cooked them, uh, out there on the, um, in a cast iron skillet. And then I got some really good non-GMO corn tortillas, made some homemade salsa and guacamole and put that on top. And then, um, and then Trippy, who's the chef from Trevor's said, I'll bring ribs. And so he brought ribs that they kind of par baked at the restaurant. And then he finished them off with these, this homemade sauce uh, out on this, we on a wood fired grill at the campsite and uh, there was someone there, I can't, they, they probably don't want me to tell everybody this, but oh well, is that this individual had been a vegan for a very long time. And then Trippy's out there cooking and he's putting this and it smells like, I mean, like so good. And he's pulling them off and the ribs are literally just coming out. And she's like, maybe I need to try one of those. So this gal who had been a vegan for a very long time ended up breaking her, her thing and had one of these ribs from trippy which she enjoyed quite a bit but i think she probably repented or went back later or something but yeah it was it was a lot of fun and then the guys from jd flannel donuts brought um a s'mores donut since we were camping and they kind of uh you know they put this homemade marshmallow on top of it and then they 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 blackened it or seared it you know with a little bit to make it a little toasty on top so Sounds it was a delicious. good day it was a good day. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we laughed a lot and, and just had a, had a really good time. So that was, that's definitely a highlight for me, but yeah, we've been, we've been all over the place. So it's, it's fun to hear about people that are doing things differently and then hearing their stories like, well, why do you, why do you do it differently? Cause it's so much more work. So, um, so yeah, those are some of my, I mean, all of them are my favorite, but yeah. I think it is a more work sometimes I think if it's something you enjoy too it's not as much work I think that's kind of something that we put into our heads too that eating healthy or being healthy or cooking healthy is more work but in in actuality you know sitting at the drive-through is takes just as much time as going to the grocery store and cooking something at home you know or gardening is better than sitting in front of the TV. So it's all about time. It's all about taking the time to do something for yourself that's different. Like you said, 100% of the time, you could pick out what these people, when you go into their homes, are doing with their lives to create their lifestyle, to create what is causing them to be unhealthy. Spending 30 minutes outside in my garden is gonna bring me a healthier life than 30 minutes sitting in front of the TV every single day. So it's yeah. all about the choices that we have, the things that we decide to do, how we decide to use with our mental health, what we put in our body, what we tell ourselves 
say to ourselves mentally, physically, all those things kind of add up. And, you know, it's, it's just the choices that we make. And I think, you know, going to all these different places and trying something new, I think that is really, really difficult for people. So introducing them to all these different things and different vegan restaurants, which I think vegan restaurants are huge now. I think they're a lot more popular than they used to be. And even there's so many more than there were and trying vegan food or having more um, options for vegan food it's just not the way it used to be. So I love it. I think it's great. Yeah. And what I mean by it being more difficult, like for, for us as a, when you are a mom or a dad or whoever you are, you know, and you're cooking for yourself that eating healthy, like I talked about making these vegan tacos, like I said, I'm not a vegan, but I eat like, we'll go meatless Mondays. We're like, we're not going to eat any meat on Monday because we know the impact it makes on the planet. And as Americans, we eat significantly more meat than than, than we need to. Um, but what I meant like being more difficult would be like for, um, like for Trevor's, for example, where he's, or JD flannel, where they're sourcing ingredients directly from the farmer, significantly more work for them and a much higher cost. So people might go to JD flannel donuts and they're like, this donut costs $4 and you go, okay, Well, let me tell you what went into the donut. So that's the thing where I want folks to understand and appreciate that it's, they don't just, you know, get on uh, their iPad and and order it from Cisco and the bag of yams show up that no, they're getting them from the ecology center farm across the street, but they have to go pick them up and they're charging them more and and all that. So there is value in, in, in that. So that's, that's really important uh, for folks to understand. But what is, I, you know, we want to warn folks about is that, you know, these food producers and uh, restaurants and things like that have also, they know, like there's a, a vegan restaurant down the street that's a chain from us. And I, I won't go to it because it's unhealthy vegan food, meaning it's processed soy that's deep fried that is not, that's still full of GMOs and chemicals and things like that. So just because it's called a vegan restaurant doesn't necessarily mean that it's actually good for you. So I want to challenge folks to like really think about what they are putting in their mouth. What are they eating? Where does that come from? And to remove kind of the labels, because I can take you to a barbecue place that's serving ribs and pulled pork and all this kind of stuff, but where they get their beef from is local. And so these are cows that are walking around that are eating grass the way that they're, you know, you're, they're supposed to. And so there are so many options, whether it's gluten-free, you're vegan, you're keto, you're paleo, whatever it is that just because you do that doesn't mean that the ingredients are healthy, but there are lots of places out there. Like you said, so many more options to go get healthy food. And it's like, it's not that big of a deal. Like go, there's a, a place I tried like a couple of weeks ago and it's a raw vegan food restaurant and i'm like all right let's let's see how a raw vegan it was amazing it was so good but it kind of scares people away like you know if your 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 uncle from the midwest comes out and you're like hey i want to take yeah let's go try this raw vegan place he's probably going to be like i ain't going that place no what you know like like no no try it potatoes (laughs) yeah let's go give it a shot so just opening people's minds a little bit to the possibility that hey things like you can, healthy food can be delicious. It might not be what you think it is, but 
there's so much delicious food out there. We should just give it a try. Well, you also have to think too that you're keeping that money in your community as well. So even though that one donut might cost $4, that one donut is helping that business stay afloat to help those people that are having that small farm stay afloat and they're keeping that money in the community as well. So that's that small circle of people that's just keeping that money right here, not your Walmarts, not your Amazons, not yeah. you know Target or whatever it is. It's, it's your community right here that's helping to fund all of the people that are right here, right next door to you. And I think that makes a huge difference too. I mean, being a small business myself, we are a part of our community and because we are a part of our community, that's what, what really kept us here through all of 2020. If yeah. we, if we didn't have the support of everybody around us that wanted us to be here, we wouldn't be here. So, yeah. you know, you have to think, yeah, it might be a little bit more expensive, a dollar here, or a couple dollars there, but you're really supporting everybody around you that wants you to be here. So yes. that makes a big difference as well. And, you know, it might be a buck or two, but a dollar or two is helping somebody else to feed their kids too. So well, it's important for folks to think that every time you buy something, you vote, meaning where you spend your money and how you spend your money impacts the rest of the community. So not only for small businesses like you or JD Flannel Donuts or Trevor's or the, the farm, you know, when you buy directly, you get a CSA box from a farm, you're supporting those, those folks. But also when you go to the grocery store, like I said, with garbanzo beans, you could go buy garbanzo beans and the regular conventional raised is 79 cents a can. It's $1.09 for the organic. So spend 30 cents more and buy the organic, even if you're like, I don't really care about that in this, because what you're telling the purchasers for the grocery store is that this is a value. And so people are spending 30 cents more on the organic and they're going to get more of that. And that's how Costco actually uh, created this empire of healthy foods. They're the number one healthy foods providers in the world. And it's because folks like me go there and they're like, well, I can't, you know, we're going to go, we're going to buy this organic, whatever it is there, the peanut butter or something like that. Apples. Yeah. Or apples. And then the Costco's not dumb. They go, well, people really like this organic stuff. So maybe we should get some more. And then they try it. And guess what? We go, oh, I like that too. And I like that too. And then next thing you know, they have their huge selection of organic produce and and so it's just a way for everybody, not only to support their small businesses, but to also tell the folks that are making the choices on, on what they're, what they're buying to say, Hey, I want, I want more of that. I want another option for organic beans or what, whatever that the product is. So where we spend our money is very important. So support like your small you said, businesses and support your farms and all that. Right. And like you said, that helps to, help our planet too. It helps to reduce emissions if you're eating less meat, if you're eating more organic, you've got less pesticides and less crap going on your food. If there's less preservatives going into the food, you're helping to preserve the planet and helping to change things that are making things worse for the rest of us. So, you know, you're creating change as well. Well, what's, what's very interesting is that, so when I was a kid, there was no such thing as the gluten allergy. I never, nobody heard of celiac disease. It didn't exist. And so 
there's this thing that's basically because the wheat's been genetically modified, which means the gluten content has gone up. They modify it so that a stock of wheat produces more fruit per se, more, more wheat per stock. It's shorter. It doesn't fall over. When they spray the pesticides on there, it doesn't die. It, it kills the weeds. But what they're wondering about is not only the increased gluten content that we have in the United States, but also people that have these autoimmune diseases may be caused actually from the pesticides that they're spraying on the wheat. So we know that your gut bacteria is radically important for you. Most of your inflammation comes through your gut. So let's say now you're eating wheat that is genetically modified, which we don't really know how that affects the human person, the, the body. It's also coated in this horrible pesticides, which kills your gut bacteria, which also creates more inflammation. And so next thing you know, and then by the way, all that pesticides runs into the water, which is bad for the water, you know, bad for all of us. So there is a dramatic impact on the planet. And that's another kind of hot topic where so many folks are like, you know, there's no global warming and like, oh, we only have to save the planet, forget everything else. And I don't even like getting in the debate, but I just go, do you like clean air? Do you, no. do you like, do you like clean water? I mean, Ridiculous. all of these things. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so you don't have to be like a environmentalist to, to feel like you have to make a difference or like buy organic. But when you look at the big picture and you say, oh, wow, like, when you buy the CSA box, which stands for community supported agriculture from your local farm, uh, what you're doing is you're telling you're, you're voting by spending your money. You're telling the farmer, hey, I'm supporting you in your what you're doing by using organic or re regenerative uh, practices. Like you said, the emissions are significantly lower because if the farm's two miles away and you just go get your little box and you bring it back or it gets delivered to you versus being in a ship coming from South America, that takes a significant uh, you know, toll. There's a lot of labor that's people are being under or abused and being paid very, like not very much for their hard work. And so there's all of these things that get wrapped up in the food that you just go, wow, I didn't even realize that there was so much involved in this. And here in California, there's this big push for electric cars. And I think electric cars are cool because they go real fast. Like, you know, I'm a dude and the Volkswagen's really, really slow. So you get in this Tesla and it goes really fast. But I, I, I read this statistic that said that if everybody in the United States drove an electric car, that it would essentially make no difference on the emissions or the carbon in the atmosphere. And then they began to talk about agriculture and that agriculture is the number one contributor to the, the, the planet heating up, the ex, excess carbon, the carbon that should be in the soil that's not because it gets tilled up and all these things. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like folks just like buy organic apples, like, or grow something in your backyard. Like it's that easy. You don't have to go buy a hundred thousand dollar Tesla and, and all that kind of stuff. Support these folks that are doing uh, regenerative agriculture and you don't have to give up meat like this. I remember as a kid, they're like, Oh, you can, you shouldn't eat meat. And I think we should eat meat less. And we could talk more about that. But um, I think what we should do is we should buy a regenerative raised meat, like regenerative raised From your beef. local farm. Yeah. Like primal pastures. You can, you can order it. They'll deliver it to you. They're here in uh, uh, about two hours from where I'm at. And when you go out there and you see the chickens and the, and the cows and the sheep, walking around and you see the soil that's so like lush and holds the water and these big 
you know, the grass is so tall. They look at themselves first as, as grass farmers because the soil is the most important thing. And that's what creates these nice, healthy animals. But you can order directly from them. And when you get it, you're like, oh my gosh, this tastes delicious. I'm like, it's more expensive, but why not? Like you're saving the planet and you get to eat delicious food and you're supporting small businesses. Like, <laughs> like unless you don't have the money, do it. Yeah. And it's it's a win-win for, for you, for the people that you're helping, for the environment, for your community. I mean... Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. But so Joy Bus Journeys talks about all this stuff, talks about all everybody in your community, talks about different restaurants. And you can see all of this on your YouTube channel yep. um, and your website, joybusjourneys.com. Yep. Um, you're also on Instagram and Facebook as well. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you want to leave our listeners with today? You know, I just think, you know, it's delicious food and can be healthy and healthy food can be delicious and just try something new, you know, find like Yelp, just get on Yelp and look up, just type in healthy food and see what's around. And then like, literally just go try, just go try it, go support a small business, try something new, see how it goes and then see how you feel. So I would, I'd love to see more people out there. Yeah. Don't go through the drive-through, go try the raw vegan restaurant or whatever, support the little guy. I have to admit, I have not tried a raw vegan restaurant. Well, I if you come to California, vegan. I'll take you. <laughs> I've tried vegan, not raw vegan, but but definitely it, vegan. It was pretty freaking good, let me tell you. I'll have to try it. <laughs> and definitely the donut shop too. That's probably next on my list first. Yeah, yeah. You come if if you come to California, let me know. I'll pick you up in the joy bus. <laughs> I'll take you and we'll go get some JD flannel donuts and I'll take you to the best fish taco you ever had in your life. Definitely gonna do that for sure. All, all right all those things <laughs> no problem love to have awesome. you all right well um thank you so much jake for being on the show uh joy bush journeys can't wait to watch more episodes uh so everybody please follow him on youtube go on his website uh, follow him on instagram uh and also facebook so thank yeah. you so much everyone for listening thank you for coming on the show and thanks, we will Gabby. See thanks you. for having me yeah yeah thank you so much uh, we'll see you all next week. Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People, with your host, Gabrielle Mazar. If you would like more information on today's episode, you can find it in the show notes and on Gabrielle's website at www.destinationfitcations.com. Visit to keep an eye out for upcoming fitcations. Be sure to share the show. Give this podcast a review and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Join us next week to hear more stories from people just like you. This has been the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People with Gabrielle Mazar.